Welcome to the Nose Up Podcast. I am Father Michael. And I'm Molly. What's up, Molly? Not much. How are you, Father? Good. Had a work party. You had a work party. What was the job for tonight? People pulled weeds. Love that. Trimmed for them. edges. Did a lot of people come? Uh, a decent amount, even though it rained a bunch. And I chopped a bunch of sticks up to burn at some point in our backyard. That's very exciting. We're having bonfire, parish bonfires through the summer. Are you? So this Sunday is going to be a men's one. I'll be there. And then <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then next Sunday will be an everybody one. What about the ladies? We're not doing a ladies it's one. It's because neither of you are girls. I totally that is exactly why. And also, like, I don't know if, I wonder. Do I, women not like bonfires? I mean, I personally do. But, like, being an outdoorsy type of woman is like not necessarily unique, but like you're your own brand. Mm-hmm. Like there, I would say, there's few guys who like don't have some sort of affection for the outdoors. But with girls, it's really hit or miss. Hmm. Tell us with, what you think, listeners. Yeah, I mean, I personally love going outside, but I know a lot of girls who are like camping's just not my thing, <laughs> and that's fine. And I'm sorry if. I just made fun of you. And your voice. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I consider I'm on fire, indefinitely. Yeah. I love it. Oh. Why don't you, why don't you silence it. your little phone over there? Okay. Zach paid my Venmo request. Thanks, Zach. What a good fiance. Thanks, Zach. Paying his bills. For his overnight, for our overnight oats. Mm. I made him some and... What a what yeah, a love language. This is a very... Spe- that's true. This is a very special friendship moment that Father and I shared I right before this, I was doing stuff. So Zach moved into what will be our first apartment in three months. I disclaimer: do not live there. But we're like decorating it already, and and like when wedding gifts come in, we put them in there and stuff. So like sometimes I'm over there decorating and stuff. Um, so I was over there getting stuff together tonight, and. I texted Father, and I was like, okay, I could podcast tonight, but I got to stop at Kroger first. Do you need anything? And he <laughs> needed the exact things that I needed, like to a T. Got to make those oats. Got to make them oats. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was very funny. Just a fun moment of I've friendship. I've been oatless for several weeks. I haven't done yeah, it for a long time. you got to be consistent with it. I know. Yeah. I really like them. Are you sure your milk's still good? Oh, no. It's probably not. Sorry. I'll go get milk. I mean, you live right next to Kroger. I can see Kroger's. You can just, like, yeah. stroll on over there. I'll get I'll get milk. Yeah. Your yogurt might not be good. Oh, I got, I got new Yeah, that was, this whole, that was the whole thing. I went to that farmer's market yeah. and got vanilla. Extract. Yeah, vanilla extract. There's this lady. So there's a farmer's market outside of Father's Parish every Wednesday during mm-hmm. the summer months. And I stopped by, and there's this lady who sells, like, vanilla extract that she's, like, aged. And there's, like, a vanilla bean. Is that a thing? Vanilla beans? Yeah, that's what it comes from. Uh, In there, and it's continuously aging, she was explaining Hmm. to me. so It's going to be some good overnight oats. I know, right? I think there is something very beautiful about, and I'm not out here trying to over-spiritualize it, but, like, immersing yourself in your community and not just, like, veering to chains and things like mm-hmm. that but like going to farmers markets and or going to just like local pizza shops it's like supporting the people who like you share community with i think is really beautiful so mm-hmm. 
I agree. You probably have a farmer's market near you, wherever you live. If you're in Steubenville, there's one Wednesdays. At Blessed Sacrament. At Blessed Sacrament, there's one Thursdays, downtown Steubenville. So just just think about getting them fresh fruits and, and such. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about porn and masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a segue. <laughs> just got to hit it on the head. Okay, Father... We've wanted to talk about this for a long time. Yeah, and we even were like, "Oh, we'll get, we'll get Matt Frad on, and right. we'll talk about it." But old news. <laughs> oh, we had Matt Frad on, and right. like Matt Frad has talked about pornography for a long time. He doesn't need another podcast appearance talking about exactly. Pornography. And like, it's not something that it's like this expertise you have to have. Like, I feel like especially as we work with high schoolers, and just like I don't know, you're a confessor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something we're both very familiar with and hear about. And know about, so we were just like deciding what to talk about today. Yeah. We were like, this is one important because it affects more people than people probably think. Like, I feel like it's a very isolating sin. So, like, if someone struggles with it, they might be like, it's just me. Absolutely. But it affects more people than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just a little disclaimer I don't know if anybody who listens to this with their kids. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so. this is definitely mature audiences only. Yeah. Um, take that as you will. That's yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> not being graphic, but like we're not going to be shy about, you know, what these struggles are. Right. And what, yeah, how and we I, can help. I think that's a really important thing to start with that you mentioned. Pornography, struggling with pornography makes people feel alone. Yeah. And I'm here to say 100%. You are not alone. Yeah. That, How often do you hear it in confession? Almost universally. Yeah. Like, would you say almost every single time you're hearing confessions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about men and women? It's across all demographics, mm-hmm. age groups. Yeah. People who are, you know, we would, and this is not a judgment, we would say, oh, they're really Catholic. Right. Um, To people who are, you know, less fervent in their faith, you are not alone. Uh, just like mm-hmm. really like take that truth in because um it's i think the devil's one of the devil's biggest tactics with sexual sins is to make you feel ashamed yeah. and dirty and ugly and, and isolated alone. Yeah. and alone and you're not alone that yeah. if you're struggling with this this doesn't make you um the worst person in the world it makes you another person just a sinner like just, the rest of just, us just yeah just another one of us yeah, yeah. um I think a good place to start is, like, why is it sinful? Uh, A disclaimer I kind of want to start with is, like, if you're unsure what this is, I guess, or, like, what qualifies in these categories that we're talking about, don't turn to the Internet. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. don't Google things. Talk to someone you trust. Like, talk to a priest. Talk to a confessor. Talk to a faith figure in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Read the catechism, right? Yeah. Um, don't just Google it. Don't Google yeah. it. Um, and, but a lot of times, you know, like, um, that, uh, with the world we live in today, it's like so much so everywhere that I feel like I've heard a lot of stories of people who kind of started off like their addiction kind of began with, they accidentally stumbled across something or mm-hmm. even Googled what it was. Yeah. I remember being in eighth grade and I didn't know what masturbation was, um, and someone said it in my class or whatever, and I asked a friend, and 
like kind of found out that way and they I didn't really understand what they said so I went home and I googled it because it was like yeah. I'm in eighth grade and I, I didn't know mm-hmm. you know and I think when it comes to sexual sin like and this is just a side encouragement for parents neither of us are parents but like with the way the world is progressing like my encouragement to you is like your kids are going to learn about so many things that you don't want them to learn about right like ideally your kids might not ever know what those words mean or ever know that those sins exist but with the world they live in especially if they're going to s- school with other kids they're probably going to find out so my encouragement is not go teach them all these words that they shouldn't know but like if you are ever afraid that they're learning it somewhere else beat Beat mm-hmm. that environment to it. Yeah. Teach them so that you're able to teach them the truth in it. And it's not a kid coming to you, oh, I'm already falling into this, or oh, crap, this happened. It's like they know yeah. and know where the truth is in that. Because um, I think that's something that can be really tough on kids. Kids are learning about sex from porn. Yep. And uh, parents just need to be... I think a, a lot of parents are really aware of that, but I think... Parents can be, I don't, it's so easy to get into. And like you said, all it takes is one Google search. Um, and this, is, we're not specifically talking to parents how to help your kids, but like right. that's a huge part of it of yes, you need to be really aware that it's really easy to get to. And you uh, can have, your kids having smartphones, yes. uh, easy access to the internet, which isn't inherently bad, but all of that is right there. And um, it's not far-fetched for good Catholic kids to easily find this and mm-hmm. and be stuck and get yes. get addicted in a way they did not mean to. Yeah, and not yeah, I think that's a good point like that they don't mean to. You know, it's not like anyone who struggles with this yeah is seeking it out or like is just this like sinful person who's far from God. Like you can stumble into it in a number of ways and being stuck in it doesn't mean that like you're this bad person, mm-hmm. right? Um but I think we should get back to what you asked uh about why it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, why is it a sin? Yeah. Um I think it's more we get so caught up in these especially these because these are so rampant and right. um so many people are are really caught up in them that is just about these are bad things, but it's really about how good marriage mm. and sex are. Yeah. That these are really good gifts from God that should be cherished and honored and treated reverently and ordered correctly order correctly and that's the problem with pornography and masturbation it's it's taking something out of that and isolating it and abusing it um and using it for the wrong reason so pornography we're in pornography we're seeing something we're not meant to see sex is for uh a husband and a wife period yeah, like it's a me- something you're meant to experience in a specific context mm-hmm. not witness yeah and so yeah. not only is it taking sex that's meant to be in marriage like presumably out of marriage but also putting it on display where you would be using people yeah like looking at pornography is using those people mm-hmm. um for pleasure treating them as just objects for pleasure mm-hmm. rather than people that have dignity and they right. are no matter what they're in yep um and then masturbation is just a very similar thing of taking one aspect of the great gift that is sex um, and abusing that. Yes. Of seeking just the, the pleasure that, that comes with, with, with sex 
um, and take making it a isolated thing, an individual yes. thing, rather than sex is about self-gift. It's about mm-hmm. man and woman giving themselves to each other. Masturbation just isolates one part of that and says, I'm just going to use the one part that I want, pleasure, right. for myself. Yeah, it's they're both inherently selfish yeah. and self-seeking. Mm-hmm. And though the world will not tell you this, and so this might sound confusing, like sex is inherently selfless in the sense of how God created it to be. And so that makes it, that makes it inherently selfless, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, it's meant to be an act of self gift. That's the purpose of it. Yeah. That's the reason it exists. It's meant to reflect God's love, which is a gift of self, which is selfless. Like, and it's taking that and saying, and like turning it to the absolute opposite. Yeah. Um, God invented sex. Yes. So he so he has the ability and right to say this is what this is meant to be, yes. and all of these other things um, mm-hmm. are you know are wrong, are sinful, yeah, are addictive, and people inadvertently get caught up in them. Yes, yeah. but it's objectively wrong, and 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 I think that's a lot of people, like you said, grow up. Um, and stumble upon it in, in any way they do, mm-hmm. uh, the internet or hearing it from people. But um, it's good to, I think it's good to, for us to say pornography, to say masturbation, because there's a lot of fear like, in confession. It's like people, Voldemort. Yeah. People are afraid <laughs> to say those words mm-hmm. in confession. Um, and at multiple times, somebody sort of like was getting at it and hinting, and I finally was like, just say it. Like, mm. You have nothing yeah. to be afraid of. Be free. Name um, it. Take the power away from Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan wants you to be afraid to like let the light shine yeah. on your sin and your darkness. Because that's what make, turns darkness to light. Mm-hmm. Is like by facing it and like there's nothing that Je- like you see it in the gospels. There's nothing that Jesus was afraid to like name and face and deal with. Like, yes, yeah. You see Mary Magdalene, or presumably Mary mm-hmm. Magdalene, um, the adulterous woman, like where he just like straight up addresses the situation, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not like, oh, like you're having a hard time, or yeah. like are you stuck in sin and something. Like he just like goes for it, right? Like that's who Jesus is. Like he sees it, he looks at it, he names it, and that's how. He brings healing. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to bring healing to our own lives. Like like we said at the beginning, you said, Father, like Satan wants us to remain in darkness, to remain hidden, to be isolated. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to name what I'm struggling with, whether it's sexual sin or anything, like I'm allowing Satan to keep a hold on that part of my life. Um, so I think that's a great encouragement. Like say it, name it. I'm not saying you have to like, go on your Instagram and post about yeah, the yeah. fact that you're struggling with this, right? Like, there's obviously a clear level of prudence required. This is a, if, if this is something you struggle with, it's incredibly intimate and private and, like, not meant to be shared with the whole world. You know, some speakers kind of are called to that. Sure, yeah. But typically, like, I'm not saying that you need to go shout it from the rooftops, but, like, find people you trust and let them in. I think one of my biggest pieces of advice if you struggle with either of these sins is let the light in. And a massive way you can do that is praying about it, right? Bringing it to the Lord, saying, God, like, I'm stuck in this addiction. Or if you feel like you're not at the point of addiction yet, like, 
man, I fell into this, this sin of pornography and masturbation could be one or the other or both like shine your light in this Lord or like, Hey, you're a friend that I trust. Um, I'm struggling with this and like letting other people walk with you through it. Um, I think in a particular way, sexual sin tends to be this thing that it's like, yeah, I'll tell my friend I'm struggling with gossip or lying or whatever, what have you. But like porn and masturbation, like, no, like that. I can't tell anyone. There's such a fear Mm -hmm. that I'm the only one. Yes. I hear that. I, I have, I can't tell you the amount of people who've like confided in me about this and they're like, especially with women. Mm-hmm. like it's kind of like portrayed as this like only men struggle with this so like I hear all the time from girls or women who are like I struggle with this and they don't know that like so many other women yeah struggle with it as well and it's I a huge know. lie yeah yeah and that's why confession is so important in this fight um obviously be forgiven for sins right but just having the courage to speak those sins out loud um, can be really life-changing yeah. for a lot of people. And yeah, it the priest will help you with that. Like if you're really nervous to say that, and that's been my experience with a lot of people really afraid to name those sins. Right. Um, you can, you can hit at it enough that the priest will help you to say it. And I think it's important to name it and to not, not let that thing have power over even right. the way that, did she speak about it? Um, just that um, that vulnerability goes a long way. And I yes. think, like you said, so confession, but also you have friends that also struggle with this. Um, you, I don't care you who do. you are, you, you blatantly do. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's a, a hard conversation to have. But if you have a really close friend of the same gender. Um, yeah, that's also like, I think that's an important point. Like it is, sexuality yeah. is such a like, private thing and if you're if you're married or if you're in like a serious relationship mm-hmm. yeah maybe share that with your partner but like yeah like seek out people of the yeah. same gender for the sake of like boundaries yeah that, that's an important thing and and even like gosh like talking to your parents if you're a young person and you're able to that could be really huge yeah um, and obviously we know not everyone has that type of relationship no, with their parents no. but if you do if you if you have parents who just show you that they love you unconditionally, like they'll be they'll be able to help you walk through that. Mm-hmm. And all of this hints at the truth that this is not something that most people can beat. This is something no one can beat alone. Mm. Um, at least because you need God. Yes. Um, but in the vast majority of cases, it's really important to not like go into this this battle just by yourself right even if that's um anonymously like through you know like prayer and things like that but um yeah it's something that i think that's one of the the biggest struggles of it is just people feel they're hopeless about Mm it right um and i think just talking to other people can give you some hope because it's like oh i'm not alone yeah i'm not the only one and i can be we can do this together um, but yeah. just hopelessness in general, I think, really goes with these sins. And it's important to reject that. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
as a confessor, and I, or yeah, that's the right word. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to hear, like, yeah, we've talked about it's something incredibly scary, not only to bring up to anyone, but like to bring to confession. Like mm-hmm. you've said, you've heard people struggle to say the words, right? Like they're treated as this incredibly scary even word like you say the word and suddenly it's like your heart sinks sort of moment you'll be rejected you'll be made fun of all these yeah freaking lies Mm -hmm. um i think it could be good for people listening to this um to hear from a confessor like what is it like for you from your position as a priest, when someone confesses those sins to you, whether it's someone you don't know or someone you know well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's been times where someone's confessed it to you where maybe you've been a little surprised, right? Like all of these things, what goes through your mind? What do you experience? By the grace of God, it's never judgment. Yeah. Because it's, um, I've said this before on here, but like, I'm not surprised when people say anything pretty mm. much. Right. Um, and, Pornography and masturbation, um, honestly, is old news. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, so if somebody comes to say that to me, like, and this is not diminishing the courage that it takes to confess it, but if someone comes and says, is able to say this, and they're afraid, and they say it, mm-hmm. um, to me, in one sense, it can be like, uh, that's not a big deal. Right. Um, because you you may feel like you've murdered someone. Um <laughs> But you haven't. Mm-hmm. But then the other, the, right alongside that, is admiration um, mm. for the courage that people have, especially when they've never confessed it, yeah. and it's weighing on them. And they, um, this is an important moment for them, even if I've heard it a hundred times that day. Uh, it's such a beautiful thing for people to take the step and say, "This is something I struggle with to say the words, pornography, to say masturbation." Um, what an honor for you to be the person. It's a huge honor. That. Yeah. And it's happened a bunch of times mm-hmm. where I know that they, this is really difficult for them, and yet they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, speaking as a confessor, like, you have nothing to be afraid of. Like, um, you don't have anything to be ashamed of. Mm. Uh, the devil wants you to be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. God wants you to be forgiven and reconciled, and like, sin is sin. But um, you don't have to come with shame. You just have to come with trust in his mercy because he he wants you to be forgiven. And more than that, more than just, quote, just forgiven, <laughs> right. which is a really big deal, um, <laughs> he wants you to be free. Oh, yeah. Like, not just like, okay, clean slate, now I'll be perfect for the rest of my life. He wants to do, like, the surgery that is necessary for yeah. this to go away. And unfortunately, I think this is a procedure that takes a long time. Yeah. Um, and that is can be that can be discouraging to me when I experience people's discouragement. Oh of like, yeah, like that they fought with this for a long time. Or like I think sometimes it takes people a lot of time to get over like I'm never like I sure I, maybe I'll go to confession whenever I fall, mm-hmm. but like I'm never gonna beat this. Yeah, right. Like and just as a reminder in anything but i just feel like it's especially like prevalent in sexual sin like any voice that you're hearing that says any of the following things and feel free to add to this father i will never get past this i am not good enough 
I deserve this pain. Um, I don't know what else comes to mind for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like or I'm the only one. This this is the measure of my relationship oh, with yeah. God. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that yeah. is all Satan. You know. Yeah. Reads. We've talked about this before but like you get to know the voice of god by getting to know the voice of god mm-hmm. read through the scriptures familiarize yourself with that and like as these lies come in if you're spending more time familiarizing yourself with the voice of god than you are you know sitting in this temptation of mm-hmm. these negative thoughts like you're going to be able to more quickly realize like that's not of god yes i'm hearing that voice right we all experience temptation and satan attacks all of us with his lies but like you'll be more readily able to be like that i hear this voice it's not jesus god's not saying that right god doesn't say that yes um that is just that those types of things are not in his vocabulary he always leads with love and encouragement um love and encouragement yeah and support um yeah and in that that feeling of hopelessness or just kind of like i'm never going to get over this sometimes i think and i would like to hear what you think about this yeah god could make this go away like he could use his divine power and be like just go this is yeah (laughs) this temptation does not affect you Mm -hmm. anymore um so if he doesn't and he doesn't right like what does that mean um like that to me, it says, like, okay, like, he doesn't want us to sin, but maybe, just maybe, that 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 this fight that we're going through, like, has a point and a, and a goodness in it. With grace. With, with grace. God. Yeah. Right, like, um, God technically, like you said, could just come in, boop. I, <laughs> I don't know how to put words to it, just, like, I keep waving my hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a wand. <laughs> With anything, but, like, wouldn't that remove our free will? Yeah. Like, it would. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we get to choose whether we want to follow Jesus or not. And it's a bunch of little moments that create this big life choice, right? Like, overall, both of us have chosen to devote our lives to Christ. But that isn't, it wasn't like it was just like, I wake up one day, I decide, and here I am. It's like, that manifests in a bunch of smaller Daily choices to yeah. say no to sin, to say yes to God, um, to choose the sacraments, to show up for mm-hmm. prayer, to say no when I'm feeling tempted towards something, right? And, like, we're going to mess up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's that overall moment of choice. And, like, if God were to just zap temptation out of the picture, um, then the love that we share with him wouldn't really be real because it would be forced. If we don't have some some other option there, mm-hmm. and that's in a certain sense sucks. <laughs> it it does, yeah. But in the end of the day, it doesn't really because like that's what makes the love that God invites us into with Him so personal, so real, real, yeah, and not just hey, I'm God up here and I'm going to force all these little people that I created to love me. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to create all these people out of love. And my will is for all of them to love me in return. But, like, they get to choose. Mm -hmm. Gosh, imagine how much it breaks God's heart if we don't choose that. But 
that choice is such an essential part of it. Yeah. And sometimes free will and the result of free will means that we like experience temptation and it sucks. But like God doesn't leave us alone in it. Yeah. Accountability is so real. Community is so real. Um, such an option that we have. Um, and if the church has really been progressing in this, specifically in relation to pornography, masturbation, and sexual sin, as far as like discussion on social media about it. Yeah. Men and women discussing it in talks and things like that. Um, there being resources out there for support, for blockers on your computer and your phone. If you're struggling, like you might to beat that and to kind of get ahead of it, you might need some blocks on your phone. And yeah. then also, low key, I it's something I recommend for everyone because of how accidentally things can stumble on your browser mm-hmm. um, or in ads. And parents, you could have these blocks on your kid's phone and they could stop a lot of things, but things things spill through. So just yeah little moment of encouragement be aware of what apps your kids have and mm-hmm. things like that but um covenant eyes i think is a very good resource yeah where you have an accountability partner that you get to choose and like if you google anything inappropriate or if like something pops up they get alerted and you're blocked from certain websites all that good stuff and there's lots of even just articles, like like we talked about Matt Fred. Yeah, uh, a ton of resources. Kind of how he got his Matt Fred, Jason Everett. They kind of began as like people who sp- speak on sexual sin and and sexual purity and things yeah. like that. So and like, that whole like chastity speaker genre. Yeah. Everybody can be like, yeah, we've heard that. Like, there's a million of them, um, but it exists for a reason. Right, a like really it's... huge reason, and <laughs> and I think just the popularity in Catholic circles of people like that is because it's it's wanted and needed, and like we all have to like chastity is something all of us choose and fight for every day in mm-hmm. whatever you know state of life we're in as yep. ordained person, a married person, a single person. We're all called to it, and we're yeah, yeah. And this is just part of that fight, yes. um, and maybe mm-hmm. it's something you struggle with, and keep coming back to maybe all you can do is like today i won't um yeah and that that is a that is a place to start and i think it's really important to remember how god looks at your fight and god looks at you that Mm. um so when you sin even in the midst of your sin is he looking at you with like disgust is he is he looking at you and saying uh yeah, I don't love them anymore. No, yeah, we know that's, that's not, not God. That's, that's not God. That's not our God. Yeah, that he looks at us with love. And then, like, even our our efforts and our stumbling and our failures, he, he's got to be cheering us on. Right. And if he is who us... he says he is, and we believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remember the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are not more powerful than God, like, I could do the worst, commit the worst sin in the world, and like I don't have the ability to to stop God from loving me. Yes, does God want us to go to confession when we sin? Yes, yes. Does mortal sin specifically like have a particular effect on us? Yes, yes. There's effects from sin. I'm not gonna like sit here and say it's like ah oh, God's like whatever. Just like whisper you're sorry and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like 
Adam and Eve had effects of the fall, and like we experienced that too. But he doesn't just leave us in that. He doesn't leave us in our sin. There's always like, in a certain sense, a way out. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, most importantly, sacrament of confession, reconciliation, cleansing of our sin. Um, because I would say typically falling into porn or masturbation is mortal sin. Um, and, but it's not like God just like says, I'm going to give you the option to fall and then you fall and he just leaves you face down on the ground. Like Jesus is right there beside us offering his hand, but it's up to us if we take it. Yeah. Um, and like the goal in our lives, this is going to sound really weird. The goal in our lives isn't to be free from pornography and masturbation. (laughs) The goal in our lives is to be united with God. Yeah. And, And so whatever makes you know helps you to to be holier doing the things that help you to be closer to god it's also going to have that side effect of helping you to be free from any sin yeah um but along with that like don't be naive right Um, if having your phone next to your bed when you go to sleep is in a gigantic temptation don't do that Buy a freaking alarm clock, charge your phone in the kitchen. Yeah, like do the, God expects us to do our part. Yes. Um, and so if that means, you know, covenant eyes, blockers, talking to someone else, uh, buying a flip phone. And right I know from, people that have done that. Yeah, like, same. Yeah, take take the steps that are necessary. Yeah. But also uh, rely on God in it. Yeah, know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, we could sit here and say, this is what you do if you're addicted to pornography and masturbation. Like, I think there's some general advice that typically works, but, like, you have to know yourself. Um, I encourage spiritual direction, Mm -hmm. um, getting to the root of it with someone, because it's not typically just like, oh, I just, like, want to do this. Yeah. Like, there's always a root. Like, maybe it's loneliness for you. Maybe it's um anger mm-hmm. whatever it is like get to the root of it with someone like with anything you can't just pluck the leaves off of a tree that you don't want to yeah. be there anymore you got to dig up the roots to yeah. get it out that's why having a consistent confessor with this could be really helpful yeah yeah someone who like knows your journey mm-hmm. um in some sense yeah then, then that helps with anything but i think especially with something like this but i do think it's important to reiterate what you said like and this was kind of mentioned briefly before, but like, this isn't your entire relationship with God. Yeah. I think a lot of the people who listen to our podcast listen to our podcast because they're faithful Catholics, right? Like, we're not going to typically, and if we do, awesome, but mm-hmm. we're not going to typically get someone random to just like pop on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, most of our listeners are people who are really living out their faith. And, and if you're someone really living out your faith and you struggle with, pornography and masturbation or one or the other um that's not your relationship with god it's not your identity yes certainly it's a maybe it's a sin you struggle with but like gosh there's so many other things that make up who you are Mm -hmm. that make up your relationship with god how often are you praying or are you going to prayer like what's god saying to you in prayer like do you feel particularly that's a always a hard word for mm-hmm. me. Do you feel particularly connected with God in scripture? Maybe it's music, worship music, whatever it is. Like all this to say, there's so many other things. And I think it's really easy for faithful Christians, Catholics to just get so stuck in it. Like I can't be holy until 
this is 0% a part of my life. You know what that says? That says that once I get rid of this, then I'll be good on my own. Yep. It's not. Ooh. it. That's the underlying assumption. If, if I could just stop, insert whatever, Almost looking, like I don't at, need looking at porn, then I won't need God's help, basically. That's, <laughs> right. That's a problem. Right. Um, yeah, you do. You still need him. And uh, I still need him. Yeah, so. Same. Treat it as, you know, it's a sin. It's a it's a part of of the fight for holiness. Yeah. But uh, it's not who you are, and, yes. and don't let it dominate that idea of who you are or how you think God sees you. And I think, yeah, even if it's something you struggle with your whole life, um, if you're struggling with it, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. The, yeah. I, there's a a saint. Gosh, his, he's Chinese, and I can't say his name. Oh, yeah. It's like I Mark G. Qianqing. Um That feels close that, that, to that's the That's close, like, but like was addicted to opium his whole life. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't, the, at the time, they didn't understand addiction and all these things, he couldn't receive the sacraments. Um, <gasps> but he didn't give up. Like mm-hmm. he, he he's kept a praying. Saint. He's a saint. And so he, he never stopped being addicted to, to opium. He died addicted to opium. Um, wow. we can't say how God will work out in this, like work, uh, free us from the sins in our lives. We just have to do our part. Yeah. And um, like, and then it's up to him. Yeah. Keep your eyes on him. Never underestimate like what God, <laughs> like crying, <laughs> mm-hmm. never underestimate what God can do in your life. Like he, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. Like he wants to do so much. In your life and in your heart. But you have to say yes. You have to give him the chance. He's not going to force anything on you. On any of us. Like like we talked about. Like That's a choice I have to make every day. You have to make every day. And we could say no. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. In we a do it all sense, the time. It's easier to say no. Mm-hmm. But man, you'll be trapped. Like... You won't have that deep peace that we get to experience by saying yes. And the deep peace that I have doesn't come from the fact that I never sin. Yeah. Um, because I do. Sometimes really badly. Even though I'm I've been seeking God for a long time, like sometimes I fall into really bad sin. But like that peace is there because of God. It's not from my goodness, it's God's goodness. Yeah. And so as long as I'm continuing to seek out his goodness, like it, it it, yes, try not to sin, like, and so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but, like, my goodness in action at the end of the day isn't what's most important. Like, what's most important is that I'm seeking out God's goodness, because um, that's all that's reliable. Like, I can't rely on my own goodness because it falters. Mm-hmm. It's there for a minute, it's gone the next, because I'm human. But, like, God's goodness is never-ending. And, like, continue to seek that out and seek out grace. Because that's what lasts. That's what's, like, permanent and real. And will. And, like, I know you said the whole thing about that saint who, like, he died addicted still. But, like, I think it's also important to believe that if you struggle with this, like, it's really easy to have the attitude of, like, I can never be this. And maybe it'll be a part of your life forever. Like, you'll probably at least be tempted forever if you've struggled with it. But, like, God's grace does wild things. Mm. Um, We have to believe in that. Like, I think we have a responsibility to believe that, like, God can bring about that healing. 
But if you are still struggling this with this to the day you die, like the healing might not necessarily be the removal of temptation, but that God brings goodness out of it still. Yeah. Maybe you'll connect with someone you never thought you would connect with because they confide in you and you're able to say to them, you're not alone. Here, I am in the same boat as you or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like grace is what we need to lean on is the whole point of that rant that I just made. <laughs> So persevere. That's the thing I ultimately say to people is that what matters most is saying yes to God, Mm -hmm. trying to live a life of holiness, sacraments, prayer, loving other people. um, Do those things. Keep your eyes on him, not on your sins. Because if we keep our eyes on our sins, then we're going to be constantly discouraged and, yeah, just not after the thing that actually matters. Um, Right. He is stronger, and he is uh, always going to win. Um, Mm. Yeah, keep saying yes, persevere. Yeah. So, some last-minute encouragement. If you're struggling with these sins, um, I recommend accountability. First, within your technology, within your friendships, and within your prayer. Mm -hmm. Like, bring it to the light. Is the best thing you can do. Seek out resources, um, catechism, um, examinations of conscience, spiritual direction. Um, if anyone's struggling with anything consistently, like spiritual direction is massively helpful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, you're not, and immerse yourself in scripture because it's going to teach you you're not alone. It's going to help you to recognize the voice of God, to learn the voice of God, to be able to speak those truths as Satan will spew lies into your life because he does and he will. That won't stop. Um, He does that. Mm-hmm. But we can learn the voice of God and and that truth is stronger and brings about a deep peace. And if anyone out there is like, listening to this and they're like, what the frick do I do? Um, feel free to reach out to us. Like we're happy to provide resources, advice, encouragement. Um, so don't hesitate to do that. Know that like with us, with us, there's no judgment, only love. Um, cause that's what we're trying to do, right? Like to share God's love. Um, and God just wants like, I know that if you're struggling with this and you were able to sit down with Jesus face to face, the first thing he would say to you is, I love you so much. Yeah. And like everything else is secondary to that. So just know that like God's first response to you is, is love simply because you're you. And that doesn't mean it. It's not like, because you're perfect. It's not because, Oh, it's been a month since I've fallen or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's because you are his child. He created you. And like yeah. nothing else is compares to that. Period. Molly. Yes. How's God loved you lately? How has God loved me lately? Um, I am babysitting this summer, which I know I've shared. And just the joy of the children that I get to babysit is just so fun. Particularly that hard word. <laughs> This little girl I watch, um, she's very giggly and snuggly, and it's so cute. <laughs> and it's so beautiful to be able to look at her and just be like, in 
in awe of her innocence and her pure joy. Um, just reminds me of like God's heart for us. Um, and it's just brought me a lot of joy lately to just get to spend time with just the most innocent of humans <laughs> that there ever was. Um, it's been really beautiful. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Father Michael? So we all know Father Mike Schmitz. Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> uh, I, was t- I was talking to Father a Mike college friend. No, I was talking to a college <laughs> friend, Joe, the other night, and he was talking about the Bible in a Year podcast. I never listened to it because um, I've always I knew I wouldn't be consistent with it. Um, but now that it's all out and it's just there to be <laughs> to be listened to, right. um, I listened to like a huge amount of them today while I was doing different things and driving around. Um, and just like this, I mean, great. Listen to the Bible in your podcast. It's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think also just hearing those story, those stories. And it, what I listened to was the whole beginning of Genesis. And um, yeah, it was, it was a gift. Yeah. It's, it was a good opportunity to see God working how his plan started. And that plan involves mm-hmm. me. And they're not that long. No. It feels like this overwhelming thing of like, oh, the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the reflections are really, you know, digestible. Yeah. And not that long. Something, a way I listen to them is like getting ready in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not listening to that, I'm in silence. So like, why not just play it? Yeah. Um, so it can be intimidating, but there's a lot to be received. So... And 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah, and something that Father Mike says on there and that my brother, Father Matthew, says a lot in his, uh, in the kind of the, the articles he writes for Know His Love is being immersed in Scripture, like you were saying earlier, it gives us like God's view of the world, a biblical worldview. Yeah. And yeah. we really need that because we can so easily fall into seeing the world the way the world wants us to. And that's where pornography comes from. Uh, that's why seeing people with lust, where it comes from. And so, uh, yeah, immersing ourselves in Scripture is a great way to think like God and see like God. Mm-hmm. Love it. This is a good one. Yeah. We're here for you, friends. <laughs> Just yeah. all the love. You got it. Absolutely. God's got it, really. Mm-hmm. You might not, and <laughs> that's okay. But grace is real. Come see you on. next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>